welcome to Your Future Starts Now, the go-to podcast for extraordinary women who are ready to step into their next chapter with authentic confidence. I'm your host, Gia Lakwa, empowerment coach, motivational speaker, children's book author, and girl mom. Whether you're a corporate powerhouse or an entrepreneur, this show is designed for you. Your Future Starts Now is more than just a podcast. It's a movement, a movement towards rewriting the rules of success for high-achieving women. Are you ready to get unstuck and step into your next chapter? If so, you're exactly where you need to be. Your future starts now. Welcome to Your Future Starts Now. I'm your host, Gia Lakwa. Thanks for joining us today. I want to extend a very warm welcome to my dear friend, Tony Dufresne, PhD, also known as The Confidence Doc. Tony is a women's confidence and empowerment coach. He specializes in helping women like you build their self-confidence, overcome self-doubt, and achieve their goals through his online program, Building True Confidence, his weekly show, The She Talks Confidence Podcast, and speaking engagements. Tony, thanks for being with us today. I'm so happy that you're here. Welcome to the show. Thanks, Gia. I really appreciate it. It's so nice to be on your show. This is such an honor. Switch it up a little. Right? So exactly. today we're talking about the role of men in women's empowerment. But first, I want to clarify something that's so important about the work that you and I both do. So we're both called to work with successful women, right? And mm -hmm. it occurred to me for some people that it might seem counterintuitive. Why would high achieving successful women need support with things like self-confidence? Mm -hmm. So I'm wondering if you can talk a little bit about that. Yeah, it's interesting. And I, I had a, a guest on a few weeks ago that was C-suite, uh, same as us, and she does the same thing. And that was one of the big questions that that people came to her about is the fact she said, well, all of my clients are these C-suite, very successful women. And what, what we talked about and what kind of came about from that and what I've seen from my personal experiences is that it seems like the more successful women get, the more, the more it kind of piles on them, the more maybe the imposter syndrome kicks in, the more that the, ex, the internal expectations kind of kick in. And mm -hmm. it just seems like it opens up, you know, one of those things where, it, you know, from a toilet paper roll, it kind of opens up from there. It just kind of expands and there's more things to deal with and there's more issues to deal with. And then there's more things to react to. And that's what I found from the successful women, because there's more room for self-doubt. I guess is what it comes down to. What I found is, is that the most successful women in that scenario are the ones that are able to pattern interrupt that. There will be more and there always will be more self-doubt or, you know, the more stuff that happens in your life, the more things you have to think about, the more things you have to react to. But in the long run, the, the more grounded you are, the more confident you are, big C confidence, that you're able to see that you're able to kind of put it in context and then take the proper steps from there instead of to instead of reacting in a negative way a self-doubt way imposter syndrome way and having that kind of spin you down the rabbit hole they are able to interrupt out of that and able to take it and then build from that yeah absolutely i think it's so true i think there's the you mentioned the internal expectations right and then there's the external expectations so it's mm -hmm. sometimes it's hard to, to determine which is which but i think that's very well said now tony i love how you in the work that you do you break down confidence into two distinct subtypes little c and big c mm -hmm. so can you talk a little bit about what that means and why is it important yeah most people when you ask them what 
confidence means or if they want, if they can define it. They typically define it as, oh, just being sure about yourself or uh, being able to do something. Really what that is, is more competence than confidence or confidence mm -hmm. that has something to do with your level of competence in something. So what I did was I broke it down and I dis distinguished really what true confidence is versus what most people think confidence is. So it's the big, uh, little c is, is contextual confidence or situational, or, you know, it's, it's related to what you're competent in. So if you've never done a speech before, then you don't feel confident in doing the speech. If you are a new mom, then you don't feel confident. I could say new dad too, because you know, that replies mm -hmm. to all of us, but Absolutely. you don't feel confident in the fact that now you have a toddler and then now you have a teenager. And then now you have a, I mean, it's, it's, and it's because you haven't had the experience. You haven't had the ability to go through and, and to determine what works and what doesn't work. And you could read mm -hmm. as many books as you want to, but it's, it comes down to like you and, and what your situation is. So that's situational confidence. And the issue that I see and that research has proven is the fact that women, because you guys are so hypersensitive to this, it, it, and, it's, and it's a gift, mind you, the hypersensitivity, the intuition, you're so dialed into things on such a, on such a minute level that you find yourself more critical of your competence level. And because it hasn't been defined properly, then you feel as though you have no confidence in something. And then you look at men. Now <laughs> men go, men start off and they're just, because we are, t we are wired differently. It just is what it is. And we're wired to where it, we feel as though if we're not competent in something, then we'll give it a shot. You just, you know, just see how it goes. And if, you know, if we fall down or whatever, then we'll just go, oh, you know, okay, we did this. And, and you guys see that as, you know, being, you know, overly confident and it really is. And it's just kind of approaching it a different way. So big mm -hmm. C confidence, big C is true confidence. That's the inner acceptance and the solid foundation of who you are. And I would say warts and all, whereas it's just you, it's accepting you for who you are. It's accepting you for where you're at and your level of competence in anything. And when you do that, then you are okay with trying new things because in essence, confidence and building confidence and self-esteem is all about just trying and getting things out there and seeing what happens and then making adjustments and then moving on from there. But so many women, because of where they're at and because of this misguided notion of confidence, they don't even try. I mean, there's so many mm -hmm. studies that I can quote and in my book and in my ebook about the fact that they're just like, well, if we're not confident in something, if we know we can't do it totally right, then we're not going to do it at all. And that's just misguided. And it doesn't allow you to go through the process of building confidence, big C, which is getting out there, throwing out there, being okay with who you are and where you're at, and then moving forward and then trying and failing and getting up and trying again. Yeah, absolutely. It's so, it's so well said. And I, I think, would you say that the self-doubt, when you achieve the big C confidence, that it, it helps you to overcome those fears that tend to hold us back, right? The fear of failure, the fear of rejection. Mm -hmm. Yeah, one of the biggest... One of the biggest issues is the fact that people think that once you become confident, then you don't have those feelings. Right. And that's totally not true because right. you will always 
be scared of something. You will always have self-doubt. You will all, if you have trauma in your life, or you've had PTSD, or if you've had issues in the past, they will always be there and be triggers for you. You will never be able to get rid of them. They are part of your neural pathways. And even with neuroplasticity and being able to kind of reroute things, they will always be there. I always call it, you know, the room with memories. You have a room with memories and you go in there and you put your memories on the shelf. Well, the problem is with these types of memories, the triggers, they're, they're just, they're sitting there and they're on the floor. You haven't put them away. You haven't properly put them away. So every time you go into this room, you trip on the box. So it trips you up every single time you go back. Instead of tripping on it, mm -hmm. if you can pick it up and put it on the shelf and realize it's there and it will always be there, but it's not going to impede your progress. It's not going to trip you up as you go through life. And that's, that's the core essence of, of getting through that and realizing that once you do have that trigger, it's not about acting on the trigger. It's about pattern interrupting, realizing it's a trigger, bringing all that stuff up to, to the prefrontal cortex and using your rational mind to understand and to make a different choice rather than a choice based on that pattern, that bad negative thought pattern. Yeah, it's a great analogy. So back to the topic at hand, I, I want to ask you, how can men support women? And I want to clarify something that this is not about taking something away from one gender to give to another, right? It's, it's about creating a more equitable society at home, at work, where mm -hmm. everyone thrives. Because I believe when men actively contribute to women's empowerment, it's a win for everyone, right? So 100%. Yeah. You were a single father. Um, you're now a grandfather. What are some of the traditional gender roles and stereotypes that you think hinder women's empowerment? Oh, it's the it's the whole masculine feminine thing that that continues mm -hmm. to thrive. And even though we've gone through a lot of improvement over the years, there still exists some I don't know unwritten rules or some subconscious aspects of, uh, especially when it comes to child rearing. Uh, and being a single dad, putting, put myself in that position, I, that was sort of flipped for me because I had to be mm -hmm. both mom and dad. And in looking back, went through a lot of stuff because I just didn't realize. And that's the reason why I actually work with women now is because I went through a boot camp with my daughter about how girls, how women, the different thought process, the different experiences that you have versus us. And of course, I don't realize, I didn't realize that, that, that before. I mean, I just go through and I think that this is the way the world is, which most people do. They think the world is how they have perceived it through their own yes. life. That's not the case. I mean, that is for you and that's in your head. But the problem is everybody else, there's like billions of other heads out there and they have their own reality. And when it comes to men and women, there are traditional gender roles that we sort of kind of default into, especially when it comes to the typical nuclear family. And when that happens, there's an issue. And the issue is uh, communication. And the problem is, is that women as a whole, and I'm just going to generalize here just for the sake of argument right now, you, you guys are so very hypersensitive in a good way. You guys have a, an incredible ability to discern energy shifts. You have, this is the intuition is what I'm talking about. Mm -hmm. Men 
in large part, unless they're, they've dealt with childhood trauma and they're hypersensitive to begin with, which I actually had that plus I raised my daughter. So I think that's why I, I do pretty good in therapy. But men, from the large part, they don't have that gear like you do. So then, so you see these things and you see needs that need to be met uh, from a family aspect as well as from a relationship aspect, because then you got both of those things going on at the same time. Mm-hmm. And you expect, now here comes the expectations, you expect the man to pick up on it as well. Now, I'm not saying that you have to treat it like a totally different, you know, species of, you know, planet walking form, but I'm saying that a lot of times they don't pick it up. And then there's this expectation that you think that they should, and then that's not verbalized. There's the communication Mm -hmm. and then there's a tension then there's a passive aggressiveness. And then he senses your shift has changed. Now he feels as though you're not speaking to him. Then he asks you what's wrong. You know that in your mind that he won't get it. And so you say, nothing's wrong. I got it. Or you think it'll be okay. And then he's like, no, I know something's wrong. (laughs) And that's how it ends up. Uh, That the biggest issue is the fact that women have a incredible ability to see so many more layers of life and experience and emotion and energy in any particular moment than men do in general. And, but you have the expectation that that men do as well. And that's Mm -hmm. the biggest thing that I see is, is the difference. And then what happens is, and I'll tell you, I think we talked about this before the show, the biggest thing that men need is they need to be needed, if that makes sense. Mm-hmm. They need to feel that as though they're needed and that they can protect. And that's that basal evolutionary instinct sure. that men have. Sure. And what happens is in situations that we just talked about the scenario, all of a sudden there's that break in that gap and then women shut down in that situation. Now men feel as though... They're really not needed because she's not communicating. She's not communicating her needs. And all of a sudden he's bent and that just really creates a divide. And then it becomes one of those things where that energy never goes away. The energy is stored. And then it comes out when you guys are trying to pick a movie for movie night. <laughs> and then, right. And it's not, and you think, what's the big deal? Right. I, you know, so you don't want to watch Elf for the 57th time. Right. Yeah. But or, or what are we person- gonna what are we gonna order for dinner? <laughs> or the or the ordering <laughs> I don't know. Where do you want to go? I don't know. You never you never you always have me pick a place. Why can't you pick a place, right? Yeah. That's yep. where it comes out. It comes out in the surface stuff. Yeah. Which it, it and in therapy it's interesting because when I used to do couples therapy, most most I did family systems and couples when I was going through my like traditional therapy time. It was always something that was on the surface. It was always a surface sure. issue that was like, oh, this is, the, this is it. He won't pick up his laundry or something. And it's never that, like ever. So if anything like that comes up, you got to dig a little bit deeper and realize most of the time it's coming from um, unrealized expectations or, or you know, overly expecting something uh, or a lack of communication because of that. 
Absolutely. I love that you touched upon communication. And I think you just described millions of relationships around the world. So <laughs> yeah, including, including some of mine. I'm not, you know, right. I, I mean, I get it, right? Because I've been there I'm yeah. like, kind of both sides. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And you having raised your daughter were able to see the world to your point through that lens, through her lens, through her eyes. And I think that that certainly gave you that different perspective. And I think you're right. I think women do have a sixth sense in a way. And sometimes we are conditioned to ignore it. Um, and so I think it's actually a great power to your point. It's a superpower when we can tap into it. What do you see as the, the big difference, the men and women difference? The reason, is it an expectation thing? In your experience, what's the, you know, what's the, uh, you know, the bound the obstacle between the, with the communication? Yeah, so I think that, you know, it's a couple things. One, obviously traditional gender roles and expectations that we were raised with, obviously, you know, families who are raising young kids, this generation looks very different than I, I think our family of origin, right? Given yeah, that's a, actually, generational, that's a good point, yeah. Yeah. Right. And, and I believe, I firmly believe that the work that we're doing now as difficult and uh, trying as it is, is going to lay the groundwork for our future kids, right? Future, mm -hmm. you know, mm -hmm. our daughters and, and sons of the future when they have their own families. So I do think it's important to step back and look at that perspective. But, you know, I think a lot of it is ingrained. I think a lot of it is whether we were overtly or uh, just by way of observation, what we took in growing up watching, mm -hmm. right? Who did mm -hmm. the dishes, who did the cooking, who did the cleaning, yeah. who did the laundry, right? And some of that's ingrained. I think your point communication is a great one. I mean, the, the term that you used, I've got it. Um, I've said a million and one times, right? And so, and, and at the time it feels empowering, but it's not. It's really not. It's actually have, has done me a disservice for so yeah. long. Mm -hmm. um, and so to your point, I think I, you know, I believe in this concept. I call it the invisible gap. I think that generally speaking, men want to help, but I think they often don't know what to do, right? It's, it's just such an o overwhelming concept yeah. and there's so many facets and pieces to it. The flip side of the coin is I know that women want the help. I know they need the help, but I think we are so often afraid to ask for the help mm -hmm. or we mm -hmm. don't know how to ask for the help. So that's what I refer to as like this invisible gap, right? So mm -hmm. million dollar question, you know, what are your thoughts on how do we bridge that invisible gap, right? How do we, as women, engage the men in our lives to support gender equality, whether it's from the workplace or doing laundry at home? Super easy answer to this. Actually, it's kind of complex in its in in the in the process, but it's really easy. Don't expect us to know. I mean, really, don't expect men to know what your needs are. Sadly, they don't have that gear a lot of times. They just don't. They're not. We're not. We're not. A, a, we're not in the ether and the understanding of your energy shifts and your and your needs because you guys are so good. And you have such a powerful vision, if I want to call it that, right? Almost an intangible mm -hmm. vision of of energy and expectations and needs and ones in and especially when it comes to kids in, in that context, but even outside of that, just from a relationship standpoint, do not assume that we know what's going on. I know that may sound 
very, you know, it, it, it's not, it's, it's not a good look for men, but, <laughs> but, it, but honest, I mean, I'm just being honest. That, that's yeah, just what it is. Basic. If you don't, yeah. if you don't assume that and, and then, and then also understand that men, they want to be needed, like needed and they, and they want to protect you. They really do. That's just an instinctive thing like we talked about earlier. If you look at that and then you look at the, the understanding that we don't get it in a lot of sense in terms of what you need, you, number two, step two is you've got to ask. You've got to ask for help. Ask for help. Because that's the whole thing about how many times have you heard guys or women say, well, I'm not a mind reader. When it comes mm-hmm. down to relationships, mm-hmm. well, I'm not a mind reader. I can't, I can't read your mind. You know, how do you, mm-hmm. because that's where that tension comes in. Well, nobody is. That's the whole point. Yeah. It's the expectation that somebody can, oh, they know me so well, or you should know me, or you should know that, that I need this, or you should know that I need help with this. Nope. Do not make those assumptions because you're setting yourself and your relationship up for failure. If that's the case, just ask. That's yeah. it. Uh, absolutely. So it goes back to the communication, right? Having hundred percent yeah. open and honest conversations. Expectation think, you know, and, and communication. Yeah. Yeah. I think another thing that I hear a lot around the communication piece is there's a lot of shoulds, right? You, to your point, you should know, right? What I need. Right, yeah. you should. And then, <laughs> right. and then, you know, there's this concept of, right. We, we carry a lot of invisible labor as women, as mothers. Right. And there's this concept of, well, I shouldn't have to tell you (laughs) what to do, right? Right. That's more invisible labor. It's more work for us to have to create a list of things that you quote unquote should be doing. And then that creates creates more resentment, I think. And because it adds to the work, right? It adds to the load. And, you know, and then sometimes we, that's when we turn around and we say, forget it, right? It's just easier Mm -hmm. for me to do it on my own. Any Mm -hmm. advice or thoughts on, on that scenario? Cause I hear it so often. (laughs) Yeah. It's not going to change. It is what it is. Right. I mean, it just, I'm sorry. You know, just, it, I mean, you can, it's, and then it's not about like, I was, it was funny because I had, I've had clients in the past and they're, when I have them individual women individually, when it was a couple situation, and they would say, how could I train my husband? And I'm like, okay, hold up. First of all, first of all, <laughs> I know where you're going, right? And I get it. I get it. But you can't. That's the whole thing. Mm-hmm. But what you can do, again, is to ask. You have to be the one to, again, not have the expectation that he gets it. And number two, then ask for the help. Men tend to see things from 30,000 feet. In terms, especially when it comes down to relationships and it comes down to uh, nuclear family, like child rearing and, and, and being moms and dads, they tend to do that. They tend to look at it from a very general sense in terms of like very blocky and very from up, up high versus you guys can get obsessive about everything. It mm-hmm. just, it's just, it's just the, it's the nature of the game and it's your superpower. And at the same time, it can be. You know, it can be pretty difficult for you, especially given the fact that you're looking for a team player with your man in a relationship or with kids, team player. In a team situation, the best team by definition is they can read each other's minds, right? They know where they're going to be on the pass. They know where they're going to be, you know, in, in defense when they come back, you know, if you're playing, I coached a lot of soccer and so I, I kind of look at it from those terms. 
you can't have those expectations. You have to. And I think that if you're going to do any sort of training at all, the training should be in you understanding what your needs are and then, and then putting them in a request mm -hmm. and request and requesting that and being okay with that. See, uh, that also comes back to the confidence thing, because a lot of times women don't feel as though they have self-doubt in terms of, well, if I ask too much, maybe you'll get mad or, you know, maybe I should be the ones to do this. Why can't, I mean, I should be competent enough to, to do this and I shouldn't have to ask him. No, 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 no. That's not the case at all. The point is, is that if you have a, a, a person on your team, they need to be a team player and men have enough room to help you. They're fine. They can, they can help in really any aspect of, I mean, I did everything. So from my perspective, you know, we can change diapers and we can take girls to the OB appointment and we can talk about periods and we mm -hmm. can go, you know, bra shopping. I did all those things. Mm -hmm. It's not that we can't do that. It's just that if you want a team player, you have to understand what the strengths and weaknesses are with your sure. player. And, and, and if I was talking to a man in this situation, I would be telling him just kind of the opposite thing, but the same thing. You need to be a team player and understand this is where she is mm -hmm. and this is where, <laughs> this is where you are. And mm -hmm. that's the, what I found through 20 some odd years of therapy, uh, uh, dealing with hundreds and hundreds of couples and people individually is that's the biggest problem is okay. the expectation and then lack of communication. Yeah. And I think, you know, going back to the invisible labor, I think part in the communication piece of this is it's called invisible labor for a reason, right? Mm -hmm. It's not seen, it's not heard, it's not necessarily always appreciated, right? It's work that's unpaid, that gets done, that needs to be done. I think, you know, one of the things that, that I talk to my clients about is how do we make the invisible visible, mm -hmm. right? And sometimes it's how do we invest in this process up front. So how do we make the invisible visible, have that conversation or those conversations, right? To your point around the communication, setting expectations to make it easier in the long run, right? So sometimes it's a heavier lift up front when you decide, I want to It is a change. heavier lift. Yeah. Yeah. It is 100%. Yeah. yeah. But it, there's a payoff in the end. 100%, so, yeah, exactly. In your experience, Tony, I'm curious as a leader, as a father, as a grandfather, as you know, a coworker, what, do you have a specific example or a life story that you want to share in terms of how your involvement positively contributed to women's empowerment? Yeah, I just, um, I, I think that's, everything comes back to my daughter. My origin, my origin story always comes back to her and it, it wasn't necessarily the, uh, raising her and going through the boot camp because that's sort of changed everything for me seeing the world through her eyes. And, and again, I always say in working with women, I'm not a woman and I don't have that gear. I just don't. I mean, I, I wish I had your level of empathy and understanding and intuition because it's incredible. I don't, I mean, I, but I can sympathize as much as possible from a male perspective. And my daughter gave me that gift to do that because of how, you know, what happened in me raising her. But one of the biggest things that she had given me was the fact that when she went through cancer, she had leukemia uh, back in 2019, she was diagnosed with leukemia and going through that process and uh, seeing her and how she 
went through that and how she battled it and then accepted it and then worked on things every single day and became stronger and then took that, what she learned, because she's doing well now, she's in remission, and then took that and then decided to move forward. And uh, she went to school for education, but then she wasn't doing that for a while. She decided to take that and what she learned to positively impact little lives. And so Mm -hmm. she started teaching again. And she has a totally refreshed outlook on that. And she's incredible at that. And I think that in looking at that, I'm just glad that I was able to be a part of how she grew up, also be a part of that incredible struggle of survival uh, during the leukemia and how she grew as an independent, you know, young, she's 32. So I, I say young because that's young to me, but independent young woman and mom, incredible mom and incredible wife. And I just, that, and that's where, you know, it's okay for me now. I'm good, right? Now that's, that's, that's all I need to, for fulfillment. So I'm good and I'm really, and I think that that, with that investment in her and uh, my journey with her, I'm hoping that, you know, it's like anything, when you share things with somebody, you hope that they then share it with other people too. It's like the, yeah. and then they they tell two, they tell two friends and then so on and so on and so on. And so my impact, of course, in working with women all the time, I hope I do impact them in, in a particular way, but the most impactful is my daughter and, and how that worked out. Yeah, I know you do. I know you do for sure. And I'm so glad she's in remission and thank you for sharing that story. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's incredible and, and it's really a testament to the work that you've done raising her, right? And the mindset that she had to get through, through such a life-challenging struggle, so... Wish her all the best. Thank you. Tony, you recently launched an ebook. Tell us a little bit about that. Oh, uh, Transform Your Life True Confidence for Women. It's, uh, I always say it's, uh, I used to say it's cheaper than a Vente pumpkin spice latte and a cake pop, but it's even cheaper than a grande pumpkin spice latte and a cake pop now (laughs) because things are so freaking expensive. So uh, it's uh, basically you save 750 calories and then you, you know, hopefully you get to learn something. It's basically my keynote speech. It's, it's my program. Uh, it's the steps of the program. And then I emphasize a couple of the beginning steps in terms of understanding really what the difference between the little C and big C confidence is. And then moving on from there and how you can take that and empower yourself into setting up. Everything's about setting up a plan for success setting up your habits and setting up your rituals. And then what? Consistency. Commitment, consistency. Make a plan, commitment, consistency. That's it. And I really go through that in my, I think it's 13 or 14 pages. Real quick read, seven bucks. And um, I, I use that as a starter in terms of hopefully it will create some level of you know success or movement, momentum, with somebody, with a woman that decides to purchase that and kind of read through it. If she wants to work with me, great. If that spurs something in her to move forward and to start something different, awesome. That's perfect for me. Uh, and that's, that's why I wrote it. I wanted to get it out there. Uh, it's a little bit different than my book. I wrote my book about four or five years ago. And the book is about personal growth and development. 
this ebook is specific to women and women's growth and women's confidence. Amazing. And I have downloaded it. I've read it. I can tell you it's a quick and easy read and it's packed with juicy content. And if you really want to engage in self-care, get the pumpkin spice latte and drink it while you're reading the ebook if you yeah. want to change your life. Yeah. yeah, for the record, I'm not against PSL at all. And and if you right, and it's not an either or too. I'm not about binary life, right? I, I'm about dimensional. So do both. Great, great. You know, if you want to, you know, throw out 14 bucks, then do that. That's fine with indulge, me. Indulge, indulge. <laughs> so Tony, where can our listeners find the ebook and learn more about you? Uh, my website is either tonydufrain.com. And if you can't spell it, because nobody can at all. I mean, I can't even half the time. It's uh, <laughs> You can go to theconfidencedoc.com. And uh, you can also, I mean, with She Talks Confidence, the podcast is everywhere, you all platforms, and as well as YouTube. YouTube has the video format of the She Talks Confidence podcast. And if you go on there, you can see Gia too. She's been on a couple shows. Amazing. Is there anything else you wanted to add before we wrap up? Uh, I just want to say thank you for having me on. I'm excited about your show. This is awesome. Thank and you. I can't wait to hear it and listen to it. And we've had such a great rapport over these past few months and some really great shows. And it literally, it, it, it's just, it's, it's amazing what you're doing. And uh, we actually sort of commiserate with the, uh, the parent thing and, yeah. uh, and getting through that. And that's always super fun. And the fact that you've written, um, I just need to mention your books are incredible. And Thank you can you. see him right up there and uh, buy G's books. Thank you so much, Tony. And of course, you can visit my website at gialacqua.com. Connect with me on Instagram at gialacqua. I'd love to hear what lingering questions you have on this topic and ideas you'd like to hear on future episodes. Tony, I so appreciate you joining us today. And thank you for being here and sharing your insights and perspectives. And last question, just so our listeners can get to know you a little bit better. <laughs> I know. I knew this was coming. <laughs> Do you want to share a fun fact about where you used to work? Yeah, I was a uh, submarine captain at Disneyland for three seasons. That's amazing. So, and, and, and I could still, I could still do the uh, front spiel on that thing. I'm not going to do it now, but I, but I still can. Uh, but, Next uh, episode. Next episode. Yeah, right. We'll it was an incredible experience. That. And now I have uh, my, my daughter's uh, condemned for life because now she can't not go. And now we live 350 miles away. So, and now it's constant <laughs> with her. So much fun. Thanks for sharing, Tony. This is Thank Gia you. signing off with gratitude. Our mic drops, but the movement continues. Until next time, your next chapter is waiting. That concludes another empowering episode of Your Future Starts Now. Before we wrap up, I want to thank this incredible community of high-achieving women. Your energy, resilience, and commitment to growth are the driving force behind what we do. If you enjoyed today's episode, please rate it, leave a review, and don't forget to subscribe so you never miss an episode. Your feedback fuels our mission to empower high-achieving women just like you. And of course, share your future starts now with the extraordinary women in your life who are also on a journey of healing and empowerment. Connect with us on social media, share your thoughts, let us know what topics you'd like to explore in future episodes. Stay connected on Instagram at Gia I encourage you to carry the energy of this conversation into your day and keep on supporting the incredible women around you. Until next time, remember, your next chapter is waiting.